to WFOD. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. What's up, my guy? And guys, we have a hell of a program coming up for you tonight. Tonight, we are going to be talking to John Barber. Drunk. And John Barber, he uh, he made a documentary about JFK. This is his third documentary Ooh, about JFK. Okay. Uh, he is an Emmy-winning... He wrote for Frank Sinatra. He worked with Carlin and Rodney Dangerfield. The guy, uh, he was the host... So he's like our age. No, he's a, he's a <laughs> 90-year-old man. Drunk. He, he was the original host of The Gong Show. What? Like, uh, well, the, so The Gong Show had... I, a, I know what The Gong Show A pilot episode, and he was the host of it. Crazy. And he was like, he was like, this is stupid nonsense, and left. <laughs> what? Uh, looking forward to talking to him. Drunk, I want to talk uh, about this uh, this booty patrol truck. Booty that... patrol, booty patrol, booty, 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 booty. So, there's a guy. Uh, yeah, it got, it got caught, caught on the beach, right, with flashing their red and blue lights. Well, from so I did a little investigating. Okay. And I found this guy's Facebook page. This guy has had this booty patrol truck for years. Ages. And I couldn't ever find anything with him talking. Sure. He does post a lot of videos, but they're all like a, a Spanish music. Like and just women's shaking their asses, I'm assuming. Uh, there, there's women shaking their asses. Yeah, he uh, he makes a lot of videos in gas stations. Gas stations? Well, but, he, but he doesn't like drive around with... Okay, let, let me... Uh, this... This news clip I have drunk. This guy thinks he's this guy thinks he's he's really fucking funny. You see, there are no legal ramifications for those kind of decals that you're about to see in this video. The real violation are the lights that he used to impersonate a law enforcement officer. Florida Statute 316.2397 says a person may not have a red, red and white, or blue light visible from directly in front of their vehicle, thus marking the last time that the booty could patrol could be so cheeky. Wink News showed you this truck on Monday night, decked out from front to booty with booty control sitting on the asphalt. <laughs> the asphalt. So, <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's real fucking funny, drunk. Uh, the, the newscaster does. <laughs> yeah, he's doing good work. I appreciate it. But so the booty patrol, from what I could tell, just goes places and parks and turns on the red and blue and white lights so that people are like, ah. Booty patrol. Yeah. You know, he's not like pulling people over and saying, let me see that booty. Okay. And he's so, a silly goose. Drunk. So is this kind of like uh, 2023's PC version of Girls Gone Wild? No, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's just a guy who has a fun truck. It's a nice truck, <laughs> and he parks it places. It looks nice, yeah. Yeah. Except this was no officer of the law. He was trying to be an officer of your derriere, and that's not even the butt of the joke. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Office first posted on social media asking for the public's help in identifying who the booty man was. They're like, he ain't with us, but he's pretending to be us, and he's not allowed to patrol the booty. Then in the comment section of that post, the booty man commented, admitting that he was the booty troll. So let's put this all together here. The decals on the side of the car are not a problem at all. It's the lights that he had on top of the vehicle that were impersonating an officer of the law when in reality he was not an officer of anything, not even the booty. Reporting in Lee County, Michael Hudak, Wink News. 
Did you write the script for this guy? No, it's good though. <laughs> it's good though. It, I don't know what Wink News is, but they're they're doing good work over there. Yeah. Uh, he said, "What city were they in?" Uh, I don't remember. It's in Florida. Uh, of course, it was. In everything Florida, happens right? in Florida. Yeah. Sure. but yeah, it's just a guy having fun. Leave him alone. But is it is it a spot in Florida that I go to, or is it like further? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very south. Drunk. Okay, okay, it's very south. They, um, they know Pensacola and Destin is like where the Midwesterners go. So <laughs> no, no need to bother with that. Drunk, I, I have something. That I'm hoping you can help me with. Do you want to try your cola first? Sure, I'll try my cola. Uh, yeah. Guys, drunk, he's the king of colas. Uh, a lot of times what he does is he tries colas and he gives us a rating for it. He's got to try them all. Try colas until he falls. for the long haul. All right, what we have today is from the Orca Beverage Incorporated. Orca? Orca. Like, like the... I think that's what it says, right? Or, or, orca. Orca Beverage uh, Incorporated. It has a black label. There's not a lot of colas uh, uh, that have a black label. I so. like that font. That's a yeah. very... Uh, it's called Mr. Cola, and it says it's the aristocrat of colas since 1949. <laughs> And as you know me, I am a, quite the aristocrat. So, yeah. Um, Mr. Cola is what Drunk is trying. Hmm. Ooh, I like that. You do? I really like that. Do you think that they they tricked you? Do you think that they tricked you into... It's got a hmm. deep cola taste, don't, don't it? Ooh, that was a close one. I get... I would say that's similar to RC. Yeah, would you agree with I me? I agree. Yeah. It's RC ish. Uh, eight six. Eight six. Wow, that's high. It's bro. good. I like it. Uh, so, Mister Cola, guys, you see one of those laying around? Uh, from, with, it, with it being the aristocrat, I bet it's quite expensive. I I don't remember. It, th- Price is no object, drunk. No, I'm <laughs> now. Well, when uh, you're on the number one Tuesday podcast, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have good news. Teresa tells me that she's mailing us a package. Okay, she found a place that had a bunch of weird ones. Oh, okay. Uh, and she she packed them up and they she FedExed them to us. So nice. they they should be coming. But she's worried because it took longer than expected. So she's wondering if maybe if they like broken transit. Maybe they got juicy, you know. And the FedEx man was like, "What's this? What's this soggy mess here?" Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how the mailing us cola thing works. Sure. Uh, I mean, if it's an overwhelming success, then we will have to. Uh, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the time you tell me I gotta try some like pickle cola or something. Send out the eagle call. Caca! You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, now drunk. There was a tweet from an ex presidential a huh? post a post on X <laughs> uh, from presidential candidate uh, Trump Nikki Haley. Okay, she's on the on the red side. She is on the red side. Yeah, okay. and I don't know what it means. Is this the one that was wearing white the other night? Uh, she's a gal. Did you watch the debate? Uh, it was 
I, w- I was at pool league and it was on, so it, oh. we had no audio. No audio. You just saw everybody yelling at each other yeah, exactly. and quiet. Yeah. So uh, we we'll play a little game. Drunk. I have a theme song for you. What was she trying to say? <laughs> uh, and, and drunk to to give us the tweet. Um, I have AI Hulk Hogan. So okay. AI Hulk Hogan can give us the tweet. You tell Brother. me what was she trying to say. Vivek, I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement. They're for ammunition. Uh, she, that's where she keeps her guns. <laughs> in her, in the heel of her shoe. Yeah. See, I thought like she she like hit people with her shoe or threw her shoe. But you think they like maybe, she keeps bullets? Maybe in it? it's because she has sexy legs. Well, as far as presidential candidates go, sure. Yeah. So. I had the meals on to show off them sexy legs. Yeah. And that's an ammunition? That's like yeah. a, a a weapon that you can use? Well, if you know you can get guys to do what you want because your legs look good. You can uh, weaponize your sexiness? Is that mm, what you're saying? I am. While we're on the subject of <laughs> what were they trying to say? I don't say, know if that's PC in 2023 <laughs> anymore, but that's what I'm fucking saying. While we're on the subject of what were they trying to say, drunk... Uh, I have something from a Bo Daddy Harris's Instagram stories. Now, okay. I have the visual aid for this, so I have an idea of what he's saying. Okay. But I'm hoping you can tell me what Bo Daddy Harris is saying here. This weekend, it has been brought to you by Howl's Cough Drops. Keep on coughing, sucker. The leaves are falling. And the allergy's gonna keep on up, you know what I'm saying? Hall's cough drops, and the cat goes running. Do you use Hall's cough drops? I do. I mean, that's it's either Hall's or generic, right? <laughs> I guess you could use those Regalas, but who's got who's got no, that money? Those suck. <laughs> they taste too gingery. I don't like them. <laughs> so you got that. He was saying that you he... used Hall's cough drop because it's getting ready to be that time of year. That you need some Hall's. That you need Hall's because it's sick time. Wow. Drunk is the Bo Daddy Whisperer. I feel like if I didn't see him holding the bag of Hall's, I wouldn't have known what he was saying. Howl. Keep on coughing, sucker. <laughs> Keep on coughing, sucker. Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoy nice halls during when it's coughing time. Uh, don't fall asleep with them in your mouth though. That's how you choke. Yeah, that's bad news. Uh, Drunk, what's so you're going on vacation? I am. Where are you going? Uh, my friend is getting married, and he lives in Las Vegas, baby. Did you meet this friend during one of your Las Vegas trips? No, it's Paulie Deucenogle's brother. Oh, right. Yeah, he's getting married, and so you're going... Are you driving? Yep. You're taking a road trip. Taking a road trip. So we're going to go to the wedding. We're going to stay in Vegas for a couple days. And then one of my lady's aunts moved to Phoenix. So we're going to go see her for a couple days. I'm going to play golf with her husband. and In uh, Phoenix? In Phoenix, Yep. And then we're gonna come home two days before Christmas. So, do you think that you're gonna you're gonna go see Starry Spice while you're out in uh, the? Ah, if she invites us. Who knows? I think Shannon's moving out there too. Maybe she can tell me where to get an Indian taco to Arizona while you're out on your road trip. I love Indian tacos. Be looking for colas, drunk. Okay. We need local colas. 
Right. We need ones that you haven't done yet. You're right. There is a handy list on WFODshow.com if you're not sure if it's one you've done yet. Okay. And just bring back colas I mean, I'm from pretty your good journey. about remembering labels, so... And, Drunk, I, I think I need to announce that um, either in December or January, we're going to have a special theme month. We're going to do... Well, a, it's hand turkey month. I still haven't seen any hand turkeys. We haven't gotten any hand turkeys. Uh, but I think that we need to have a diet month. Oh, no. Uh, I yeah, will refrain from that. Drunk, there's a lot of diets. I, that's fine. You got to try them all, Drunk. I'm sorry. And no. I think that the only way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told you once this started. We can get all the I, diets I out of the way. not drink a diet. In one special month. Period, period exclamation point. We'll, we'll just clear them out, Drunk. We'll just have diet month. Bring a bucket. It's <laughs> going right in and right out. Don't you think. Diet month would be a fun month for the people drunk. No, because every score is going to be a zero point one. I don't. I you have you have to be uh, subjective. I don't think that you can just right away say zero point one. You have to swoosh it around in your mouth a little bit. And then, why do you hate diet so much? I I, I guess it's the different. What do they use? Aspartame instead of something else? Not all of them. I mean, now now there's uh, the the. I actually really like the the Coke Zero Sugar and the Pepsi Max or whatever it is. They're both fine. Zero. I don't do Gatorade Zero. I don't do. You just full sugar all of it. Yeah, full heavy body. I'm trying to eat and drink myself into an early grave. Is that your plan? I this body ain't making it to sixty, but <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you if you get like the diabetes? You just gonna ignore gonna the diabetes? Keep drinking regular soda <laughs> and eating fucking pizza every day of the week. <laughs> Eat, drink, and be happy because tomorrow you may die. So you will make no concessions. You, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty sure I have diabetes already, if we're being honest. Oh, you do. I haven't been to the doctor since I was 23. So you have the roundabout not having diabetes where you haven't <laughs> do you been diabetes. Do you know diabetes. anybody that's got diabetes? <laughs> well, you know me, so I don't have it. So you just don't go to the doctor, therefore you don't have diabetes. Is that right? What exactly. <laughs> no one has ever diagnosed you with diabetes. <laughs> yeah, last time I went was when I was on my pop's insurance. Huh. I've had my own insurance for, I don't know. 12 years now, but... You just don't go? Yeah. Do you even have a doctor? Nope. You don't have, like, a yeah, primary the care guy doctor? That, the urgent care, anytime I have a sore <laughs> throat and I need some antibiotics, that's my primary. <laughs> but, but why? Don't You don't want to live long? Well, I'm going to go to the doctor and be like, all right, you're fat, you need to lose weight. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay, thanks. No, yeah, I mean, that happens too, but they also, like, you know, make sure that you don't have anything serious going on, right? Mm-hmm. You you just don't I mean, want to know. If I feel bad, I mean, <laughs> I should probably get some blood work. You're right. I mean, yeah, I just, am just right. go to a doctor I, sometimes, and if he says you're fat, you need to lose weight. Say, oh, okay, and leave, and don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I am getting close to forty. Ain't that? Yeah, you got to get the fin- finger in finger, your butt. Finger up the bone time. I, I mean, like it would be silly to die of something stupid like. You didn't get a finger well, in Well, I definitely butt. need to go to a dermatologist, because I guarantee you that's skin cancer, and I got a couple <laughs> on my legs. 
You guarantee it is. <laughs> you just look at it and say, "Yep, that, that's probably that's probably well, I mean, cancer there." Ninety percent. I'm I'm Irish English. Yeah. So ninety percent of my family has had some sort form of skin cancer. Yeah, you might want to get that checked out, bud. Yeah, that's yeah. And I know. I know your dental plan is to just lose all your teeth and yeah. get dentures. I'm huh. thinking about getting some cosmetics. It's like oh. 10, gra- 10 grand. Oh, to get fancy teeth? I looked into it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you just show up one day and you have and like I'm just straight fancy ass teeth, it's yeah. going to freak me out. <laughs> like Chumley, <laughs> went from the ugliest grill you ever seen to the fucking like, most pearly whites. Who is this fucking guy? <laughs> who is this guy I, walking I, in I, here with these fancy fucking teeth? Uh, yeah. So, another reason that I probably won't do it. Is it requires like three months of a liquid diet. What the the teeth thing? Yeah. Oh, so you can't chew with them, I guess, right? Not for like the first three months. You do just applesauce, right? You just drink applesauce through a straw for three months. Probably lose some weight. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When you were when you were getting married, you were saying you were gonna lose weight, and I think that you gave I that did. about. Did you? Did you drunk? Oh yeah, I dropped. Uh, I dropped a couple pan sizes. Really. Yeah. I was going to say, because I didn't notice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, well, I, you, you see me every week. That's true. That, I guess I, I would notice a change. I, like I, I saw my you, aunt that I haven't seen in six months a couple weeks ago. She's like, oh, you lost some weight. I'm like, eh, thank huh. you. Huh. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's because, uh, like, I don't notice that I'm aging, but I guess if you didn't see me for 10 years, right. you'd see me and be like, oh, you look way older. Right. But I don't notice you don't it because I see me every day. You a lot day. older. Yeah. Because you still got the the hair yeah. that's not gray. Mine's, it's getting gray on the sides. <laughs> yeah, mine's getting bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. I'd rather have the gray hair than no hair at all. So, yeah, that's you know. true. Don't notice uh, that hair's <laughs> hair's doing okay. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing it's gonna be. That ain't going nowhere. It it, it doesn't even seem to really be going back. No, we yeah. seem to be okay, drunk with yeah, our hair. As far yeah, as far as the podcast team, we're we're doing all right on that. We'll I mean we'll probably die of something, but it won't be hair loss. Yeah, guys, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a break. <laughs> we're gonna regroup, and when we come back. We're gonna talk to John Barber. He's uh he's a comedy man a writer man does a lot he wears a lot of hats drunk looking forward to talking to him stick around all right dub fod goes hard having trouble deciding what products to buy because you don't want to support a business owner who doesn't agree with you politically that's why i created the new bilateral pillow we divide our workforce into two separate buildings making it easy to tell which pillows were stuffed by like-minded allies. Look, it says it right there on the box. And me? Don't worry about me. I believe in nothing. The bilateral pillow. Don't lose any sleep over it. Mr. Worldwide, Lionel Richie, representing Dade County. This Chica Caliente, we gonna party. Don't stop the party, we gonna sip a cardi, and we ain't gonna drop, we ain't never gonna stop. Grey Goose from the bottom, we don't need no class. With all these fine ass bitches on the dance floor shaking their ass. Dale, wake up, we ain't never going to bed, dancing jumping till eyes turn red. Okay, 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 okay. Dub Fod goes hard. 
Mike's dad answers random questions on Yahoo Answers. If you have a dream about someone, do they dream about you too? Depends on how big your pecker is. The more you got for a pecker, the more they dream about you. And this has been Mike's dad answers random questions on Yahoo Answers. Here is another financial tip from Drunk. Always look for the lowest interest rate. Back and to the left. 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 Back. Once again, WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. tonight has a trilogy of JFK documentaries, the third of which is called John Barber and William Shakespeare's Last Word on the Murder of JFK. It's going to be playing at the Town Center 5 in Encino, California, uh, starting next week. Uh, For more information, check out johnbarbersworld.com. Guys, John Barber is on the program. Hi there. I have my second movie. The American Media and the Second Assassination of President John F. Kennedy, which is by far the most definitive film. Uh, It's only $2 on Amazon, and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with uh, with with the third one. The first one is free on my website. I, I saw the, uh, the first one's on YouTube, which I think you have it on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I have yeah. that on YouTube. It's had a million views. Um, the, uh, the second one is doing really, really well. So I'm not quite sure yet what I'm going to do with the, with the third one. I'll figure that out after uh, it closes at the Town Center 5 Theater. So you said the second one is the most definitive. What compelled you to make the third one? Well, the first, uh, the first two films, it's Jim Carrison telling his total complete story unhindered by the government and by the media, where he just gets to tell his story by himself. He solved that case and was sabotaged, of course, by the government and by the media. 
The third film is really interesting because I spent 53 years and three quarters of a million dollars trying to tell his story on television. And uh, so that's part of the third film. And the other part of the film is my trying to live my life, becoming a good American after being deported twice <laughs> and be, being a good father and, and uh, a good husband. So it's a parallel story. It's really very and very, very personal and very compelling, unbelievably entertaining and often mo very moving. So the the first two were Jim Garrison's story, and this is kind of your story trying to tell Jim Garrison's story and, and the repercussions of that? Yes, absolutely. You got it. You said you were deported twice. You're Canadian, right? Uh, I was uh, born in the Salvation Army Charity Ward in Toronto in 1933 by two parents who didn't want me. Uh, I came from a severely dysfunctional family before it was popular. <laughs> my father left. He, he thought it would be easier to fight Germans than my wife. So we would join the Canadian Army and never came home. Became very successful in Scotland as an ex uh, owner of an advertising agency. And my mother, who was already a drinker, brought in a dozen and a half men I didn't know that she called my uncles. <laughs> and they came in bunches like grapes and they came to bed with her and booze with her and mostly beat her. So I spent most of my time as a Canadian kid from the age of six to 17 on a hockey rink, of course, and then in a the little theater where for a nickel I could see two films, I fell in love with American movies. And the first one I fell in love with was Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and Jimmy Stewart. And I fell in love with America. And I listened to all the American radio shows and mystery shows. You, and from the ages. So you guys can, uh, you guys can get the American radio stations up there? You have like a special antenna for that, or? How, how yeah, we listened. To, we listened to the Jack Benny show, Bob Hope, Fred Allen, Fever McGee, and all Fever uh, McGee and Molly, and uh, Hermit's Cave, and all all the uh, radio shows all emanated from the United States, and I was kept alive and interested listening to stories, huh. and so I I grew up to be a storyteller, but between the ages of 13 and 16, I was an inveterate gambler. Uh -oh. And I everything that I could beg, borrow, and steal, and I could steal more than I could beg <laughs> and borrow, and often ended up charged as a criminal, okay? Uh -oh. And uh, so I spent some time in sometime in jail and the library was just across from the jail. So I realized one day I was a person that was losing all my money first and leaving last. And I thought, I'm not here to make money. I'm here to make friends 
but I don't want to be friends with these kinds of people. So I got two books from the library called Johnny, uh, John Scarney on Dice and Scarney on Cards, and I memorized them. And in four months, I won $700. And 600 of those dollars I spent on a blue suit. And if we were on camera, I could show you the cover of my book, which is called Your Mother's Not a Virgin, <laughs> The Bumpy Life and Times of the Canadian Dropout. He changed the face of American television. So I went to the United States twice to go to Las Vegas, was caught twice, and I was deported <laughs> twice. And then in, uh, ni- in 19... 19- 77, I got my citizenship papers given to me by Senator John Tunney of California. And the, and I was the first person in America to review movies on the news. And um, do you remember Jack Parr? I know the name Jack Parr. Yeah, it might be a yeah. little before my time. I, I'm I'm in my 40s, so... Uh, there's an age uh, gap. Uh, okay, uh, Jack, Jack Parr was by far the greatest late night talk show host. And uh, if you combine all of them, all the way from Steve Allen to Johnny Carson, and even to the late night ones now, who are just god awful. <laughs> nobody talked Jack Jack Parr, but Jack Parr opened his show by doing a comedy monologue. Right now, Mark Twain who is my second favorite writer, said at one time, the two greatest days in your life are the day you're born and the day you discovered why. And I discovered why when I saw Jack Parr. I could not believe that people could earn a living just having conversations with other people. When I realized that he opened the show doing a monologue, I decided to become a stand-up comic. Even Henny Youngman. Do you remember Henny Youngman? No. Oh, my God. You don't remember him? He was the guy who said, take my wife, please. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I didn't even have that kind of personality. (laughs) But And and so the, the only thing I had was that I was from Canada. And it was in the, the late it was in the late fifties and the early sixties when all this black power stuff was going on in America, which shocked me because you uh, and again obviously obviously you're too remember the, too young to remember the impact of but but McCarthyism destroyed America and they, they were looking for commies under every bed and under every typewriter especially in Hollywood. It was just inconceivable to me, but my I figured, well, I'll just write about being a Canadian. And my very first line was, "I'm my name's John Barber, and I'm appearing here in the United States through the courtesy of the NAACP, which is the National Association for the Advancement of Canadian People." <laughs> and within within five minutes, I had written such a terrific. Five minutes. I was I was in a nightclub working alongside Jim Neighbors, 
And it was Jim Neighbors' first appearance in Los Angeles. And he used to do this hillbilly act. Everybody is aware that he was a hillbilly. And that he would talk about moonshine and what it was like up in the Ozarks. Tell great stories. So you said, you said it, he would, was he, then, was then he not he would, really a, huh? a hillbilly, John? Jim Neighbors? I say that again. Well, say he, that again. He wasn't really a, a hillbilly? He was a fake hillbilly? Oh, he uh, Jim Neighbors was a real hillbilly. Oh, okay, good, good, good. I, I wouldn't want him to be <laughs> falsifying that. Like I think no, Larry the Cable was, Guy right. is fake. Yeah, he was a real hillbilly. Okay, okay? Yeah. and I was in a club called the Horn, and I was the only non-singer in the Horn. I was the only comedian. The, the owner of the Horn, who used to be a professional opera singer, just loved me because I did great topical jokes. And about especially about the Kennedy, and in any event, Jim took an enormous liking to me, uh, even before even before he admitted he came out of the closet. Okay, but in any event, he would tell these great hillbilly stories, and then he would ask the audience if they would mind if he sang this little. Could you mind if I sang this little ditty that my mother and father taught me and they would applaud and then he would sing nothing dorma every bit as brilliantly as Pavarotti. it was like he had the gift of god in his throat and uh, and that was my first professional job along with him and then when he went, got his first job on uh, uh television to do Gomer Pyle, called me aside and he complimented me. And he said, you know, Joe, you know, John, I've been here a short time, but I'll tell you this one thing I learned in this town. It is better to be liked and to be talented because <laughs> if, you're, if you're talented, you ain't going very far. Yeah. And he was so right. He was so right. You were the original host of the gong show, right? <clears throat> You did the pilot, yes, and then you just walked away yeah. from it, didn't you? You said this is, this is nonsense. Say that again. Did you? You just you said got a bit, a little. Uh, you got a little feedback. Oh, so I'm, I have I, to I'm ask. Sorry. You. Say it, the, you, Okay, say it again about the Gong Show. You, you did the pilot, and then you walked away from it because you, you thought it was nonsense. Is that what happened? No, I didn't walk away from it. Oh, my God. First of all, you're going to have to send me your address. I'll send you an autographed copy of my book. <laughs> it's called, it is by far the greatest book ever written by anybody in show business. And that's said by a lot of very famous people. John, I believe And it's, it's 752 pages, but you don't have to read from the beginning about my horrible childhood or to the end, I mean, even though it's a Canadian amazing rags to riches story, which was totally unplanned. Everything that was magnificent that happened to me, which was the creating of real people, the very first original reality show, the most successful show in American history, or becoming the Boswell. And chosen by Jim Garrison over Oliver Stone to tell his true story in the two first documentaries. That all happened 
by accident. Now, where what was it I was going to say something? The gong show. Oh, yeah, you don't have to read the book from the front. You don't have to read it from the front to the back. You go and look for the five pages of the gong show, and you will read the most hilarious, the most uh, informative and funny story about Chuck Bears and how he got rid of me on the gong show. He wanted to be the Jewish Ed Sullivan. <laughs> and and we clashed and he gambled. I could tell you the full story on the radio right now, but I would rather do that uh, maybe some other day. I would rather talk to you about Jim Garrison and John Kennedy, if you don't mind. I'm going to, I'm going to, first, I have to tell you about how they killed the fairness doctrine. When uh, uh, Perry Raymond Russo, as I mentioned earlier, was the main witness for um, Jack Ruby and all of the rest of them when they were talking about crossfire in Dallas to murder the president. And NBC had a producer assigned to them by the Central Intelligence Agency and the FBI to go down to New Orleans and get this Perry Raymond Russo away from Jim Garrison's jurisdiction and pay him $50,000 to get out of town to help destroy Jim Garrison. Now, here's where the Fairness Doctrine comes in. Perry Raymond Russo goes to Mr. Garrison and says, Mr. Garrison, what should I do? What should I do? I'm frightened. And Mr. Garrison said, Perry, listen, you meet with them. Listen, if you want to take that job, whatever it is, you take that job. What would you do me one small favor? And Perry said, what? He said, wear a wire. So he wore a wire. Now, here you have NBC, the third leading network in America. And you have this guy assigned by the CIA and the FBI to destroy the only criminal investigation in the greatest murder in American history. Everyone at the top of NBC should have been in jail. They should have had their license yanked. And this producer should have also been in prison. So naturally, Garrison, being a great lawyer, he sues under the Fairness Doctrine. And he gets a half an hour late night on NBC, uninterrupted. And at a blackboard, he at a blackboard, listen to this. At a blackboard, he explains how the CIA murdered John Kennedy, president of the United States at the time. He came on my daytime show to support that god-awful fake war we call the Vietnam War. And as soon as he became president, he said, you know, we can't have the truth like Jim Garrison on American television anymore. And he trashed the fairness doctrine. The United States, since November 22nd, 1963, has become what Ronald Reagan once called the Soviet Union, which is the evil empire. In the second assassination, Film Jim Garrison said, John, Russia was never an enemy of the United States. They helped defeat the Germans. They lost 25 million Americans. 
How many million Americans were lost? Not even a million. They lost 80% of their infrastructure. How much American infrastructure was lost? Not even a bridge. They were not a threat. Now, 1960, Eisenhower goes on camera and warns America and John Kennedy of the military bankers intelligence in Second World War. The biggest threat to America wasn't Russia. It was peace. Make a new bomb every minute that costs $10 million. Okay. So we are now the evil empire and we have fought fake wars in Vietnam. Proven. And millions of people, you might have remembered this because it was only 20 years ago. It's nothing but a goddamn piece of paper. And we have his father, the head of the CIA, who helped murder John Kennedy. Everything that went wrong with this country happened on November 22nd, 1963. It is a close, cold case to go there in two week, weeks and make it Bastille Day and demand by the thousands that they reopen that case. Now, you know, it's so interesting. Three years ago, all of the files were supposed to release because of the Records, Communi- Records Assassination Act that was created by the, made by Oliver's excellent film. Donald Trump was the first one, forget it. <laughs> Donald Trump did nothing. Okay, Big Mouth did nothing, okay? And then, of course, a week ago, just one week ago, Joe Biden said publicly, I'm washing my hands of all this nonsense, he called it, about releasing the files of the murder of John Kennedy. I think and, I, I saw something that said it was 2029, isn't it? They're going to release it in 2029? Yeah, yes, yes. And then what happens is a week ago, the CIA puts out the post that's saying they are never releasing the files. Never? And they're never going to. Never releasing the files. How can they now, say supposedly, they, they, well, that's what they say. There's a CIA. You have no idea where the CIA is. You know, uh, you uh, are they in a place? Oh, hang on a second. Like, can you go to the CIA? You know, all, all we all we had before you were born is we had Uncle Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather to learn the truth from, and they lied to us. Oh, no. Dan Rather's on television, and he said the shot hits him in the back. And he's thrown violently forward. Well, we all believed that until 1977, when Geraldo Rivera had Dick Gregory and Robert Groden on a show, to show the real Zabruder film. And five million Americans stormed the White House and Congress and the Senate. God damn it, give us another real investigation. So they uh, uh, assign this guy named Richard Sprague. And Richard Sprague, we have him on camera. He said, I'm going to solve this case because we're not going to hire the CIA or the FBI. They're the ones who need to be investigated. And guess what? In the 70s, when you guys were kids or not born, the church committee found 400 CIA assets by name 
in Congress and in the Senate and in the media, creating the fake news so we could continue to create fake wars. And and comedian Bill Hicks, the best comedian in the world, better than all of them, he's the only one who had the balls and the intellect to do jokes about the assassination, which are in my film. He says, we get, we we sell weapons to these countries and then we invade them and I can show you the receipts. And that's what we have become. We have become the evil empire. Now, the first two films, the first one is, now that is Jim telling his story. The third film is also as an entertainer, a new American and a father and a Encino on 22nd of November, which is a Wednesday. And my son, who is the executive producer of Criminal Minds and my wife, without whom there would have been no real people. You'll learn if you read my book. They are letting me go down on the 25th, which is a Saturday for all three screenings, one o'clock, 3.30 and 7.30 to meet and greet all the people who show up, take pictures with them and do a Q and a if, if they wish. So guys, the movie it's in Encino. Uh, it, it looks like a limited run uh, from the 22nd through the 25th. John is going to be there on the 25th. John, thank you so much for your time, man. It was really cool talking to you. Uh, good luck, luck with the movie coming out and everything. And, Hopefully. Well, thank you so very much. I'm delighted. I, I wish they'd been on camera because I'd like love to have seen how young both of you are. Yeah. And sorry, sorry if I yelled at you. No, but John, I am very. It's, it's, very, a, it's I, a important topic. It it requires you to yell it. I think. It, well, the thing is, I just feel so passionate about it because it is so obvious. It's just, you know, right. and if I have a talent for anything, I have a talent for seeing the obvious. Something, the thing that lots of people overlook. And you, if you go to my site, you will have the greatest time looking at that. And watch the second assassination. And if you care at all about reading my book, if you send me your address, I will send you an autographed copy. Then you can read about the gong show. I, I, I want to read this book, John. I'm going to send you my address. Oh, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I don't care if you're only 41. <laughs> and a lot of 41-year-olds don't read much anymore. It is spellbinding and funny. I mean, it, and even though I had this horrible background, listen, I was able to turn shit into funny fertilizer. <laughs> and it's in, it is in the book. So again, thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
What a what a life that man's lived. Huh? Done a, done a lot of things, drunk. And uh, so th- that movie, it's it's playing in California. I assume that it, there's going to be some kind of release somewhere where we yeah, can it's see it. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, but he, she puts it on the. Uh, they, he puts it uh, out there uh, on the anniversary of. It's sixty years since. Uh, can you believe it's been that long? Yeah. <laughs> still talking about it. Yeah. You know? that's, that's an uh, they still haven't figured it out. You know, you think that they'd uh, cracked that one by now. Who's the last president to get assassinated, right? He's the only one, isn't he? Oh, no, no, no. There's been a couple. Yeah, a couple. But they were like way but, back. But yeah, back in the day, it was happening like every 20 years. Yeah. Now it's. <laughs> Drug, I have a pick of the week. Okay. Um, I I don't have All right, Drunk's pick of the week uh, is Netflix. Keep going back to that well. Netflix. Uh, it's called Breakpoint. What's Breakpoint? Uh, so did you watch Full Swing? No, what's Full Swing? So Full Swing's where they go with the golf guys on tour for the year, and they kind of like... Oh, okay, the, the Abu Dhabi guys? Yeah, but yeah, they kind of covered that. Right, right, right. Okay. Covered Rory and, you know, all the other stuff. Well, this one's for tennis. Oh. It's a 10 episode or an hour piece. So, uh, there's it's interesting stuff to the lives of tennis players. You got to be very self centered. <laughs> okay, so there was a golf one and this is a tennis one. Yep. What do you mean self centered? Like they. Well, you're. It's a sport that you're doing by yourself. Okay. So you got to focus on yourself at all times. So, like, for example... I guess that's true. Well, golf's the same way, though, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, Like, there's this an Italian guy and this Croatian chick. They're dating. Well, they were both in the Australian Open. She loses in the second round. This dude makes it pretty far. Well, she's supposed to be having an interview with the tennis channel, and they're in the same hotel room. He's like... Well, you got to get out of here with that shit. I can't, I'm can't. i still in the Australian Open. You can't be doing an interview at 8 o'clock in the morning while I'm trying to sleep. I'm like, God damn, dude. You should be on the interview for 10 minutes. Go back to fucking sleep. Don't be an asshole. Shit. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I get it. He's still in the Australian Open, so only happens once a year. It's a big one. Drunk, my pick of the week, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I am ex- I, I'm excited to watch it. Um, it, it's called Onyx the Fortuitous. Is it about a Pokemon? No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. So there, there's a guy who made YouTube videos a long time ago where he was like a crazy Arby's guy. I like Arby's. Well, he was like an Arby's employee and like he cut himself into news footage of somebody like, and that's how the guy got on my radar. Apparently he's a known person, okay. but he kickstarted a movie called Onyx the Fortuitous, where uh, it it looks like it has all practical effects. It, it looks crazy. Okay. Um, but it came out. It's out on a scream box, <laughs> which I need to get so anyway. It's a, it's a horror movie? No, it's not horror. It seems to be kind of fantasy, like kind of like how nerdy. Did it, how did it end up on scream box? I, that's where it is. I don't know. Huh. Uh, it might be horror. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. The trailer looks fun, though. It looks like a fun fucking movie, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, But, yeah, I need to get Screambox anyway, because that's where uh, the 
Jeff Whitmire said that holy shit movie is, and I still need to watch that. So now I have two movies I need to watch on Screenbox, so yeah. now it's worth getting. So, okay. uh, so yeah, Onyx the Fortuitous is my pick of the week. Uh, yeah, guys, we did it. We we did it. We fucking did it. Fucking a. Uh, I'm Bill Damon. for listening to this installment of WFOD. If you enjoyed it, subscribe so you don't miss the next one on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or your player of choice. While you're there, please take a moment to share a link, tell a friend, leave a review, or do any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth to spread the gospel of the dub fod. The music featured in this podcast is provided by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. You can leave us a question or comment via telephone on the hand hotline at 636-487-HAND or by email at mike at wfodshow.com. Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Assistant Treads, Benny Michaels, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. You can be a Patreon sponsor yourself for as little as a dollar a month and receive early access to episodes at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire back catalog is available on WFODshow.com, as well as Cola Rankings, Flat Drunks, and more. Check us out on social media at WFODshow on Twitter and Instagram, or WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We'll be back next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care.